0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, we live. We live. we live.
1: It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. Gordon Hayward has a new shoe. We have to make fun of some of his comments about the new shoe. (laughs) That'll come up in the third segment. Also, I put here, and I didn't talk to Nada about this, but the new trend that's going on, tell us your favorite blank without telling us who your favorite blank is. And so I want to do that with the Hornets, right? The Hornets put out on Twitter, Tell us your favorite current Hornets player without telling us your favorite current Hornets player. So I want to play that game in the last segment of today's show. And as we've been doing the last couple of weeks or so, Want to dissect all the comments that we've gotten from some of the people within the Hornets organization, the players, James Borrego, who has been frequently talking with media. So we'll open up with just that. Um, but first, actually, I want to do—I uh, do want to talk about one of James Borrego's comments regarding an individual player, in Malik Monk, and apparently. Malik Monk is close to being cleared to begin practicing with the Charlotte Hornets after he tested positive for COVID-19 right before training camp. We know there was almost 50 players that tested positive for COVID-19 when all of the players in the NBA came back and got ready for training camp. Monk had to await medical clearance. And then once he does uh, clear medically, he will be able to endure two individual days of workouts and then he would be able to return to group practice as well. And so now the interesting thing here is the fact that James Brago said Malik Monk is very close saying he would guess he's allowed in our building today, if not then tomorrow. He had these comments yesterday so we're expecting at least Malik Monk back today. I don't think we did get him yesterday if I'm not mistaken, but you would expect Malik Monk to return today. So we'll see, but that would mean with the 10 day protocol that's in place, right? Like if you test positive for COVID-19, you would have had to isolate for 10 days, returning two negative tests, 24 hours apart before the individual workouts would be approved by the Hornets and league medical personnel. If that's the case, it's December 10th today, so you're talking about really the 30th or the 1st. So what do you make of James Borrego saying that Malik Monk is very, very close to returning and by
0: what he said, looks like he's returning today? This is wild to me. I, again, this, this is a very wild, very strange time because quite honestly, I don't completely understand all of this time because the timeline's kind of weird. Because when the comments came out yesterday about Malik being back in the building for like, again, either today or tomorrow, I kind of raised an eyebrow. I'm not going to lie, because the timeline, because for those that don't know, you're supposed to quarantine for 10 days. And then after that, you come Mm. in the building, you practice by yourself, there's a cardiac exam. So the fact that he's Already in the 10 day again, he'd be out of the 10 day window where he did not test positive because obviously he's going to be tested for 10 straight days. Obviously, he's out of the 10 day window, which begs the question of when exactly did he get tested? Because if he didn't get tested for if he got tested earlier before he could even get in the bubble, then that okay, that makes sense. But I'm not asking necessarily for transparency from the Hornets, but there needs to be a little bit more clarity on when exactly Malik tested positive because the time the math ain't mathing right now, Walker, and I'm kind of worried about. Is this one of those things where he's coming back a little too soon for my test?
1: Now, I, I think it adds up. So when we knew this, we got the report that Malik Monk test positive for the coronavirus December 4th. And that was because of James Borrego giving us comments and saying that Malik Monk was the guy. Remember, we got all the reports of all the players that the amount of players that tested positive in the NBA. We knew that there was one Charlotte Hornet, and then James Brago came out and said that Hornet was Malik Monk, and we were left guessing for a couple of days. He did say when he told everyone that it was Malik, he said he'll probably be out a few more days. Unfortunately, he's been out the last few days. He said that December 4th, if you go with the literal definition of few, then you're talking about December 1st or three. And, you know, I'm not going to hold him to a literal definition. So you're talking about one or the 30th. I mean, the, the math adds up to me, Nada. I don't think that there's anything really bad here.
0: I, I'm not saying that it's really bad. I'm just I understand that this, again, the NBA has probably taken the best protocol of any sports league, but we're in kind of a weird scenario. I'm not so like, I I, I wouldn't mind if we didn't see Malik Monk until the 14th. I Just a lot of this feels premature a lot of this feels premature and I understand why you want to rush back especially if you're Malik in a contract year the math I, I'm just hoping the math is mathing here because if the math is not mathing this gets really scary really quick and this is how you end up with not necessarily a COVID cluster but something that re- resembles it that yeah, I mean
1: I think you can err on the side of caution but also I think all the signs kind of point that they followed protocols with the NBA, right? Like that, that's that's my point here. You know, if if you want to say that the protocol is not long enough, then okay, if you want to go with a 14-day thing, that's fine. But NBA protocols suggest you have a 10-day protocol before you can come back after testing positive. And then when you do come back, you have to have the two negative tests in a row. And then when you get that, you have individual workouts. And then once you pass the individual workouts with those negative tests, then you can return to group play. It seems like everything is lining up here with the Hornets and the NBA with what, The guidelines are that are in place now what makes this interesting is that you have the first game for the hornets in just two days that's saturday at 7 p.m they'll be tipping off against the toronto raptors going to be playing in the spectrum center will be a lot of fun to finally see the charlotte hornets team in action after having waited a long time since that game against the miami heat we were left on an exciting note because of the way they came back against the heat a team that would eventually reach the nba finals and so now we begin on an exciting note Because we have Gordon Hayward at 30 mil. We have Lamelo Ball. That's going to be a fun third overall pick. So I'm excited to see that. I don't expect Malik Monk to play in this one. In fact, that's when the math wouldn't add up if he played in this game against the Toronto Raptors. It certainly doesn't seem like it. Maybe he'd be back in time. For the to second play against one? the Toronto Raptors that Monday, December fourteenth, and then um, you would hope to see him certainly the seventeenth and the nineteenth when they have their final two preseason games against the Orlando Magic. Um, again, seven p.m. tips for both of those dates.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting. I I personally don't expect him until Orlando. I wouldn't expect fans. I would tell fans not to expect to see him until until Orlando. And in that case, that gives him, what, a good, solid – let's say he gets back at, out of the isolated practices either Sunday or Monday. We're talking about a guy that probably has a solid week to get ingratiated with the rest of the offense and what they want to do. I, I, I kind of like his chances for for Orlando. I'm just – like I said, I just hope that steps weren't skipped. And because this virus does not come again, unfortunately, Miss Rona does not date just <laughs> one person. She dates multiple people. She, she gets yeah. around.
1: of the games in that case that you're saying 50% of the games is what Malik would miss. And as James Borrego said in some commentary today or yesterday, I should say, um, you know, he talked about using this time as an experimental time, trying to figure out what pieces work together. And you certainly want to do that with a crowded backcourt in the preseason. See who Malik works with well with, and you're not going to find all of this in the first four games. You would like as many time uh, as many games as you can in order to you know figure out what combinations work malik Devonte, anything like that we'll take a quick break um have a couple more things to mention lamello ball is getting praise once again not only just for being a good basketball player but being a good student of the game we'll mention that coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast
0: this is locked on hornets I'm not a big fan of grape jelly. I kind of I'm a little insulted that you referred to me as grape jelly. I'm not a fan of grape anything. Now I like grapes, but I don't like grape flavoring. I think it goes back to the Robotussin that I had as a kid and I just don't like grape flavoring. Anyway, great to be yeah, back. Great to be back on the show.
1: It's time for more of the Locked On
0: Hornets podcast.
1: You can continue to tune in to the Lockdown Hornets podcast as we keep you updated on all of the comments from James Borrego and the players with the organization this week. Um, One more show this week, and then, of course, we'll continue to... Relay all the information from the players to you on this podcast, as well as give you a recap of the preseason game that we expect on Saturday. We'll give you that on Monday. So a couple of exciting episodes to tune in for. We'll release it on our Twitter, uh, Twitter handle at Lockdown Hornets, Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. You know, James Borrego did mention this, or excuse me, this was Devontae Graham. Devontae said that LaMelo Ball has been asking a lot of questions in training camp and Devonte Graham says quote the quicker we grow the quicker we get better and win games you heard that Devontae Graham was saying that's a good thing that LaMelo is asking all of these questions and it is a good thing right you don't want someone to come in here with an ego that is so big he doesn't need to know anything that he is completely fine on his own doesn't need any teaching you know so all of this is you know kind of okay great the intangible stuff is always kind of hard to talk about but it is good that the players seem to really like LaMelo Ball asking the questions he seems like a fun guy we've talked about his his character but it seems like that's only getting confirmed time and time again with what the veterans on this funny because
0: remember we had all this narrative about how he doesn't love the game his father does this this that and the third and then once you get into the whole just learning of the uh, training camp like the players love him he's a guy everybody wants to play with and matter of fact walker have you seen the uh the meme uh, i'm sorry the the latest sizzle reel from uh lamella ball have you seen it
1: Oh, I saw. Was it the, the uh, Was it Lamelo Ball giving himself an alley and dunking on some poor manager with the Hornets team? Is that no?
0: Right? I, I again, I missed that one. I was talking about the lob to Bridges, <laughs> the lob to Miles Bridges that he had on the fast break. That made you salivate. Well, I didn't see that. Oh, one. you got you yeah. Get, once you get, give yourself some time because the Hornets put it out immediately. And again, smart move. But I saw that. I saw that lob, and I'm just like, okay. This is what we are in for, and I am absolutely here for it, Walker, because that's the stuff that I was looking forward to the most with LaMelo. Nothing involving his scoring. Everything involving the lob. We have a whole bunch of lob threats on this team, Walker. Could you imagine the ball to Martin, the Martin twins, who have no fear? And remember, they again, they still got to make this roster. So they're going to try and poster somebody because everybody remembers Cody Martin and Caleb Martin seeing the, an open lane with a big man and saying, you know what, I'm a dunk on him. And most of the time, it didn't work. There were a lot of almost <laughs> there's. And, and, and you know what, I applaud them for their bravery. But you give them a lot, you give them a guy that's going to give them the perfect lob. Oh my God, this is going to be so much fun Walker. Aren't you looking forward to this? Um,
1: Excellent job. Excellent professionalism by you to stall as long as you could while I brought up this video on Hornets uh, the Hornets Twitter account. I did see the video. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, LaMelo catches it and immediately (coughs) throws it up because he knows he has to get rid of it quickly for miles to get a chance at it. Miles got enough air under him, of course, in order to go up and get that thing. He's going to be fun man like that. That's what you're expecting from LaMelo. He's going to facilitate at a high level. You know, the pick and roll game is going to be a lot of fun as well, especially with him having played in professional leagues where they're really fundamentally sound and Lamelo was learning all of those things from veterans in the other professional leagues. Now he's dealing with athletes that are absolutely insane. Miles Bridges. There are a couple of lob threats here. You know, Cody, I guess, can go, you know, get an alley. Yeah, that's probably a little far fetched. He's more of a guy that will dunk on you, but he has to gather a lot like it's more of a running start for Cody. And then watch out. Like Cody, Cody's athletic enough to where we've seen some really nasty dunks from him, but it's really not pogo stick like. You get him yeah. with one dribble, maybe a, a dribble or two from the elbow, and then he'll rise up. You're right. Not necessarily a lob thread, but Miles certainly can be that. Um, and maybe PJ, you know, PJ can be a lob thread a little bit. I think yeah, that's probably yeah, the next yeah. guy you're looking at.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like PJ, again, it's Cody, it's PJ, it's Cody Martin, it's Caleb Martin, PJ, Miles, Malik as well. Yeah, that's right. Malik is like, like like there's that.
1: So we can see. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, It's certainly going to be a a really nice playmaking team. And I wonder, you know, Rick Bunnell tweeted this out too, about James Brago's comments, some of the takeaways from Rick was that this might be a team that doesn't necessarily run a ton of half court sets rather than some reading and reacting offenses from all of the players, which could lead to a lot of fun. Hopefully it doesn't lead to a lot of chaos, but I wonder exactly how much of that is going to take effect. LaMelo, Asking that from a rookie, I wonder how much that how tough that would be if that is indeed the case. But it is going to lead to, I think, a lot of fun reading and reacting, seeing what you know, smart basketball players are on this team. You know, Devontae and Gordon Hayward, I think they've seen enough to where I can be comfortable with whatever their reaction is. And LaMelo is a smart basketball player, just making that rookie jump, to, you know, from wherever you're playing previously to the NBA. It's always tough.
0: No, it's absolutely always tough. And the thing is, I I like that idea of read and react rather than having these set plays because you only have, what, two weeks to really get set and the regular season's here. So read and react sounds like a really good idea when you start thinking about, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is, again, you react this way. We react this way. It's about getting to know your teammates in a very, very fast-paced manner, and that may mean a couple of extra sessions in the gym here or there. And that may mean a whole bunch of other things, but at this point, like you keep like you said, there's a lot of high IQ basketball guys on this team, and as long as they can mesh, and as long as they can do a couple of things on offense, I'm not worried about that. The, the For once, Walker, we can say, I'm not worried about scoring, the, the Hornets scoring points this year. I am worried about them defending, but I'm not worried about them scoring points. And for, that's kind of actually liberating, like, Think about it, Walker. When's the last time you could say, I'm not worried about this team scoring points? Well, it wasn't
1: and even just being so hell bent on Kimba saving you, you know, last year was different because it was Devonte Graham and then you were having to get some contributions el- elsewhere. But we used to have to have Kimba save us in some of those situations. I don't think that's going to have to be the case anymore. When you have Gordon Hayward, that can create his own shot by himself, but also can cut towards the basket, hit an open three-pointer. LaMelo can create for others. Malik can create for others. Devontae can create for others. PJ can without putting it on the deck too much, but still can pass out of the post at a very high level. I've talked about PJ Washington's passing ability a lot. That's what I'm most excited to see is, is this going to be one of the best passing teams in all of the NBA I think that there is potential for that because of, especially with the small ball. And I think Cody Zeller is a fine enough passer. I don't think he's phenomenal. I think he's good, right? I think he's just fine. Yeah, exactly. He's okay. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. I I really am. The facilitating, the passing, the offense. I can't wait to see it in action, man. Only two days. Crazy. Yeah. Two days before we get to see some of that. And they actually are going to be airing that. How about that, right? We're going to get to watch all the... four games. Yep. That's... uh, It's funny. I saw David Walker (laughs) putting that out there. It's somebody that's always banged the table in order to get some television games preseason and uh otherwise right with i guess i I guess more preseason i know doug was talking about that too back in the og locked on hornets days so we do get that this year fox sports southeast i'm going to be covering all uh, four preseason games we have one more segment to go find out why we're laughing at gordon hayward's uh, shoe comments after he released a new line that's coming up next on the lockdown hornets podcast this is Locked On Hornets. But what he showed in Summer League, comma, a Euro step into a windmill during a game, end of comma, oh, could yeah. put him on the radar of a uh, radar, excuse <laughs> me, of all NBA, yeah, on the radar. On the radar of <laughs> all NBA fans as a nightly highlight producer, yeah. You're Charlotte, you're Charlotte coming out there. Yeah, I'm from Catawba uh, from uh, Catawba County. Could put so, him on
0: the radar. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast.
1: The wait is almost over. The 2020-2021 NBA season is almost here, and the Locked On NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. Get previews of every team, division by division, from all 30 of our Locked On local experts, including us, plus waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from Rejecting the Screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcast. Also, tell your friends. Subscribe to Locked On Hornets because we're putting out content every single day for you, getting us ready for what is going to be the most fun Hornets team in quite some time because they got Gordon Hayward. And while we can talk about the contract in other times, it is going to make this team more fun. And Gordon Hayward being the number one scoring option on this team, it just might be something that would boost his shoe line as he released a new shoe. <laughs> now tell me, I'm not necessarily, look, we need to get David Walker on here. That's what we need. I don't know why we're idiots. We're having trouble getting yeah. people via guests right now, But I think we're starting to figure all that out. So we need to get the OG, as I mentioned, David Walker, to talk about Gordon Hayward's new signature shoe. Is it Anta GH2?
0: Like, is that how you pronounce it? It's Anta GH2. It is part of the Chinese exploration into the NBA shoe market. They also carry the most interesting man in the world. Clay Thompson. And <laughs> it's literally him and it's Clay Thompson. And that's the line for Anta Shoes. Lee Ning is the other one because they famously gave Dwayne Wade a lifetime contract. So no matter what Dwayne Wade does, he sees a he sees a shoe deal. He's again, Dwayne Wade sees a check every month, just the first and the fifteenth from Lee Ning. And it's probably got to be one of the best deals to to not have to worry about another bill because of a shoe that you will not see an, on domestic soil ever. Think about um, that, Walker.
1: Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I need to get me one of these Chinese shoes deals for sure. Now, you look Absolutely. at Gordon Hayward. I like the shoe, man. I do. I think it looks good. I don't think it's the best thing I've ever seen, but I don't think it's clown worthy. I actually kind of like the way it looks, Nada. What do you think when you get to uh, look at Gordon Hayward's new shoe?
0: Um... How do I put this nicely? Uh It's not Steph Curry bad. It is not Jordan good. It is, therefore, in the middle. I'm not going to call them Air Monarchs, but uh, I would have a hard time paying money for them. And this is coming from a guy that spent Mm -hmm. almost $500 in the last, I want to say, 10 weeks on Jordans. So I, I just say that it's not my flavor, I again, they may look good on you, Walker. They may, it may Mm, be one of those two Americas things. Yeah, it may, it may be one of those, but I I, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it now. The quotes, the quotes, when you tell them these quotes. That's what makes me more interested. Well, in hold
1: shoes. on, hold on, real quickly before because the quotes they they do make me legitimately laugh. But I do want to describe the shoe one more time. Like, if you were to describe this shoe, I'm having trouble doing it. If you were to describe to to someone this shoe without showing them a picture, which is what we're trying to do here, mm-hmm. not I don't know how to tell you what the color of this
0: shoe is that they released.
1: Now they are working on purple and it's teal. It's Hornets'
0: and- midlife crisis, Walker. That's what it
1: is. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what the co- of that looks like as you explained it to me but they are working on purple and teal versions i gotta tell you the the group of purple and teal versions of the shoe i think those look really good but the shoe that they're kind of focusing all of this on like is it i'm really having trouble describing it is it like grayish gold or is that okay like do you have a picture of the shoe in front of you nada
0: I, I do. I, um, like I said, it looks like midlife crisis. It looks (laughs) like someone trying to, you're not giving me anything on this. You don't know what to do. And you're just, (laughs) I, 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 I really like, I really wish I could help you on this. This, this does not look good. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, like, I think it these,
1: looks. That's the thing we disagree on. That I think it looks okay. Now the letters and the fringe. There's some gold there. the The Gordon Hayward signature, if you will. There's some gold there. But now we'll get to the quotes as to what he tried to incorporate <laughs> within the shoe. So Nick DePaula, who always takes care of the shoe stuff here on ESPN. He said Gordon Hayward's new anti-GH2 signature shoe is inspired by Tigers and his, quote, readiness to be more aggressive this season. The Tigers thing is hilarious. Gordon Hayward says, I've always liked the way Tigers move. They don't hunt in packs like lions. Tigers hunt alone, and I feel like I maneuver the same way. All right. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> like, like, here's the thing, Walker. Yeah, what in the laugh. Derek Zoolander is that quote? Because that's mean, a Derek Luz Zoolander quote. That is absolutely a Derek Zoolander quote, right? I there. just
1: got I just got done talking about how great he is as a passer and how he's going to affect <laughs> this team in facilitating. Rick Bennell just got done telling you on the wake up call that he's a great connector and now he wants to move by himself like a tiger. I thought we got rid of the obsession with tigers when we moved on from Tiger King, and now Gordon Hayward is trying to take this back. I don't get it. It's hilarious, but to I like kind of go with the mantra with your shoe about tigers. That's funny to me. And then I guess you have like some tiger stripes on the bottom a little bit. Again, I don't think it's ugly. I'm making fun of the inspiration, if you will, but I don't think it's an ugly shoe. He also would go on to say this. Um, Nick DePaula tweets, Gordon Hayward's GH2s also feature some motivation, go hard every play, every time. And then Gordon Hayward would comment. My mental confidence is a big part of what I've been working on individually, getting back to the player. I was the player they want me to be and improving off of last year. Um, okay. Like that's, that's just kind of your that, normal,
0: that, whatever, that's, man, that, the tiger's like, always here's, funny. Here's the issue. Uh, Walker, do you know what I think of when I just see hear that tagline going with the shoe? What's you know that? that Fort Minor song, Remember the Name? Yeah, I that, do. You yeah, remember that J.J. W- Every middle yeah. school
1: team came out to it, absolutely.
0: Exactly. J.J. Watt worked out to it and just looked <laughs> like a complete tool. Like, I think about that now. This is a living embodiment of this shoe is now the living embodiment of that song to me. Yeah. This is... Yeah,
1: like, Where he breaks down all of the different characteristics and quality of what he's going to play the game, like 20% pain, 100% reason. <laughs> Is that right? Is it bad that I know exactly. some of the lyrics to that?
0: No, it's okay because it was everywhere. <laughs> it like was. I don't blame anyone for like legitimately knowing the songs. Unfortunately, mm. like this, that song came out, what, 2004? It's 2020, bro. bro. I, I like, know that was, when,
1: I, when I would go, I was playing middle school basketball, and I remember... Going to a couple of different high school games, and you couldn't you couldn't escape it. And I was like, even in middle school. I mean, I'm not kidding, Nada. Even in middle school, I was like, man, this is kind of (laughs) lame. I'd rather (laughs) I'd rather come out to something different. Now, when I went to school, here's a story for you. When I went to high school, I was put at at the time I was put in charge of trying to come out to. Um, some music. And I was allowed to choose the song for us. I was excited because me and my boys, we always wanted to listen to, uh, come out to blueprint two on the of gift course. and the curse, right? I think that's a sick song to come out to. And mm-hmm. I tried to put it out there, but, and there's only, the N word is only in there like once or twice later on. I was like, exactly. we can edit this. We can get this in there and then we can move on and we can get hype. I'm ready to go, but they wouldn't clear it because even if you would edit it out, it still said it later on, and I'm like, man, you know, we could have edited this out. We could have came out to something awesome, and instead we had to come out to like, you know, Fort Minor or God, what was <laughs> another song? I think another one that I actually liked, but it was overplayed. A lot of teams were coming out to Dreams and Nightmares with a uh, little, oh God, uh, yeah, Meat so, Mill. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it fine. It just got killed. So, anyway, yeah, yeah.
0: no, um, it, it was either that or Mackle, like again, the, it's like that, or someone oh picks God. up like a Macklemore song or something like that.
1: I don't think like, there was anybody lame enough in my conference that they were coming out to that. I hope not. I, I hope not. That. Um, but yes, if if, <laughs> if if that's what this shoe reminds you of, then that certainly is not a glowing endorsement. I'll say this though, maybe it's me being a little biased to my home state of Indiana to some degree. That's where I was born, Probably. at least. I rep both homes i do like the indiana state outline with the basketball lines going in the state outline that's on the bottom of the shoe of course that's where gordon hayward is from i thought that was going to be corny it actually looks pretty good in my opinion maybe we disagree on that i actually think it looks pretty cool i'll tell you this man the purple and teal when those versions come out i actually think those are pretty sweet so take we'll it for see. what you will You can call them Fort minor purple and teal If you want, that's fine. I actually think those shoes look pretty good. All right. That wraps up this edition of lockdown Hornets. Oh, wait, real quickly. Do you want to do, let's do the, do you want to do the, tell us your favorite current Hornets player without telling us your favorite current Hornets player?
0: He played in, um, I I would say this. He played in Australia last year.
1: Okay. There you go. Um, I've got what the only one, it's not necessarily my favorite Hornets player, but how about I make love to pressure. You like that one? That's all I got to say.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah. Steven Jackson, Jackson, man. Come on, right? That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes Uh, a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. uh, I was about to say, like, come on. Give me something, man.
0: I make love to pressure. I like that. I love that. Again, the fact that, like, of all the people that haven't been able to come, quote unquote, home yet, Steven Jackson is amongst, like, it's him and it's LJ. Because I would love to have a Steven Jackson night. Now, granted, we don't necessarily have to. Get, retire his jersey because I know how certain people on this podcast and that have been a part of this podcast feel about retiring jerseys. I'm not saying that, but like remembering him, remembering G again, Crash, remembering a whole bunch of these other guys, Jay Rich. I would love to have one of those remembrance nights when we're allowed to be outside again. I would because yeah. we need some of these guys home. Tip of the they, captain, they meant cap. to
1: Yeah, tip of the cap to Captain Jack. Uh, I make love to pressure. I think that was an amazing quote, and that is who I'm going to go with with that tweet. All right, that um, will do it for Lockdown Hornets. Thanks again for joining us. Always appreciate you. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We'll keep you up to date as, as much and as long as these comments are coming in. And also, we'll recap the first preseason game for you on Monday. We have one more show this week, though, so make sure you uh, tune in to us tomorrow here on Lockdown Hornets.